It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome in to tonight's AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3 to nothing. Get the split in this four-game set and it was a, a strong strong bounce back performance by the Golden Knights let's head back out and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva to deconstruct this one Dan did this game feel different to you oh yeah oh very different and not oh boy <laughs> sorry we're hearing uh, ice effects from the post-game show on television. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like uh, like we were about to watch a, a movie in the cinema, the THX effect. Sorry about that. Was that was fantastic. Um, this was very different, not only because of the venue, but, of course, the line changes. And they were very simple in their adjustments, but very effective. Riley Smith did not have a lot to say. In other words, he didn't ramble on. He didn't speak long-windedly when he addressed the media earlier today. He was succinct and said that, among other things, uh, that they deferred to the back end too much. They had to create more down low. They did that today. Uh, There was an idea of Gerard McCarr. They've got uh, very good skills with the puck in their hands. They counter that with uh, forecheck. And just some very simple-sounding things that were executed effectively with a different combination of players. And sometimes, you know, it's, uh, we heard Nick, uh, Nick Hague just a few moments ago, it's not exactly a wake-up wake call, but you, you do notice it. And then there's a sense of not having to overthink it. When you're out there with different guys, you just go play. You, you don't try to do too much. And, uh, you, you know, you, you, sometimes when you think too much, it just, uh, just doesn't work. You could just go play hockey and be more assertive and less reactive. And uh, I think that those things, for the most part, uh, played to form. You know, I, a lot of what I liked tonight from Vegas was their back pressure, specifically on Nathan McKinnon. Every time he, he had a rush into the zone, he was pushed to the outside. There was a second wave of pressure taking away those other options that Nathan usually gets when he when he stops up in the zone and, and waits for that second wave of pressure. I thought for, for a five-man unit in shutting down McKinnon, the Golden Knights were very much paying attention to their detail. Right, and that was uh, cognizant for the coaching staff. Um, you know, some of that is, uh, you know, how the Golden Knights handle the puck and limiting the opportunities for Nathan McKinnon to do something creative and with other people as uh, outlets. So I think that, it, it, you know, the best defense is a good offense. The best offense is a good defense. You know, pick your cliches there. But um, there there was some concern about the, the Golden Knights and decision-making when they were in the offensive zone the last couple of games. In other words, you get the puck in the zone, but once you get there, what do you do with it? And they couldn't sustain offensive zone time, which often led to McKinnon rushing out with speed with other people and creating. That decision-making was vastly improved today. The approach as a group in keeping the play in the offensive zone and also then making the breakout challenging for the Avalanche, to me, minimized 
the opportunities, the chances during which Nathan McKinnon could make a big impact on the game. Do you expect to see the same lines going for the Golden Knights on Thursday? Why not? And if it doesn't work, then you can go back to the more familiar groups. But when you've played this well, not just because three goals were scored, but because you kept this Colorado team off the board. I mentioned the numbers with Fleury and Grubauer. Correspondingly, you're looking at the number one and number two defensive teams in the National Hockey League. So if you can keep this high-powered Colorado offense off the board, why not continue with the same approach, whether it's against the Sharks or the Ducks? And like I say, uh, if, if you uh, don't get that momentum rolling into the next game or two or three, then you can go back to the, the groupings that you had coming in. And, boy, Pacioretty, Stevenson Stone sounds fine. Marshall Carlson Smith sounds fine. <laughs> but there is something intriguing about the combinations they had today. When Gary and I were talking about it before the broadcast, we were intrigued. Like, you were excited to see how different players meshed with others. And if not for the puck getting Riley Smith in the face, I wonder how much more Pacioretty, Glass, and Smith could have done together um, because it looked like they were developing something. Cody Glass was more noticeable. Riley Smith and Glass had a couple of give-and-go chances. Pacioretty's Pacioretty. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if those three take more of a center stage come the next game. I mean, and Alex Tuck really taking advantage of an opportunity to play up the lineup, get some more ice time, and he responds with two goals, one of which a power play goal. Yeah, you look at Mark Stone, and it's almost like Stone is the quarterback in like a you know five-on-five backyard football game, and he's got mm-hmm, Stevenson yeah. and Tuck as wide receivers. Stone takes the snap, looks left, sees Tuck. Looks right, sees Stevenson. Which one am I going to go to? You know, good luck as the cornerback or the secondary. That, that's almost what it felt like with Stone as the smart, visionary, not as fleet as foot, but Tuck and Stevenson with the great speed, the strength physically that they force you on your heels. And I think that that creates uh, some fear, whether you're a defenseman trying to handle those forwards rushing in after you. And then if you're a forward, you see Mark Stone with the puck. It's like, well, Mark Stone is so good at protecting the puck and faking you out that you don't want to risk going after Stone because he'll fake around you. Next thing you know, the Golden Knights have a breakaway. They've got an odd man situation. So I think that that creates a lot of problems for opposing defenses. And it's hard not to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. He was, again, just fantastic in this game. Numerous, numerous saves in big key moments. I, I just, I, we're running out of ways to describe how good he has been this year for the Golden Knights. And that he's done it with seven consecutive starts. The weird thing is that he's only four and three in <laughs> these seven starts. But yeah. look at you know, how well he's performed, right? It's one thing to see the record. It's another thing to see just how good he's been. And I mentioned this earlier, but I'll mention it again. He has not started seven consecutive games since the first round against the Sharks that went seven games. He actually started nine in a row. Remember, he had missed some time. He came back, played the last two of the regular season. So it was nine consecutive games from March 17th through uh, uh, part April 6th. Yeah, March 17th through April 6th. That's when he started nine in a row. 
and nobody else has started that many in a row for the Golden Knights other than Fleury. Leonard's most consecutive starts was five. Subban had started seven way back in November of 2019, but Fleury is likely to get his eighth consecutive start in a couple of days. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for jumping on here on the AAA Insurance postgame show, and we will talk to you on Thursday night. Thanks, Ryan. That is Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3 to nothing. Another shutout victory for Marc-Andre Fleury. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Riley Smith did take a puck to the face Missed a little bit of time, but came back in the game, finished off that third period for the Golden Knights. So something to keep an eye on, but I don't think it's going to be anything that will preclude Riley Smith from playing on Thursday night. And I think the big question for Thursday night, as we await head coach Pete DeBoer and his postgame comments, is what do the Lions look like on Thursday? Because you look at this effort from the Golden Knights, top to bottom, they were able to break out of their own zone, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, they seem to to kind of mesh together into into a pair that that could be very dynamic, that can really do some damage. Alex Petrangelo had a couple of opportunities net front that you know he just missed on. And when you talk about being able to get some production from your back end and getting something out of Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, just kind of getting them back on the right path. Maybe pairing them up together for a couple of games is the right way to go about it. But beyond that, I I look at Alex Tuck and I look at Chandler Stevenson and I look at the fact that you put those two players with Mark Stone. And I think Dan said it best. He's like a quarterback with a couple of wide receivers. Mark Stone makes a play. He's able to send one of those two guys out on a breakaway. That's ideal. That's a lot of speed that you surround Mark Stone with. We've got head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after today's game. Um, sometimes coaches make changes for the sake of it, numbers, statistics, whatever, in the past and then tonight. When you do something that's like with the lines, what's the impetus usually? Well, we, we actually decided to shuffle everybody, defense pairs, lines. You know, we had lost a couple games in a row. And, uh, you know, we just were looking for a spark. And, uh, I loved our response. I, you know, I, I don't. I think the lines were maybe a small piece of it. I think we had a, a group committed tonight to respond uh, to losing two in a row uh, against uh, one of the best teams in the league, and we wanted to uh, send a message. And uh, I thought our guys did that. Question tonight goes to Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hey Pete, this morning I asked you about Alex Tuck and he goes out and scores two goals. I mean, is that kind of what you were talking about this morning? <clears throat> yeah, you know, Tucky's had a great year and, uh, you know, he, uh, he's, he's earned everything he's got uh, with hard work and coming prepared to, to have a good start to the season. And, um, 
you know, he's, he's a really effective guy. I, I liked him as much defensively tonight as I did offensively. I thought he really, you know, with his speed defensively, really, uh, he's one guy that can, can really, uh, you know, hunt down guys like McKinnon from behind because uh, he has that speed. And, and I thought he was very effective uh, defensively, uh, you know, as well as the two goals he kicked in for us. Go to David Shane of the Las Vegas Review Journal. David. Hi, Pete. You said you wanted to send a message. I'm curious. Did you just to clarify? Did you want to send a message to your team, or I guess to Colorado? And then with that, is what are your takeaways from from these four games? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think uh, no, no. The me the message was was uh, to Colorado that uh, you know uh, that that we can we can play with them. Uh, I think you know there was some question after the first three games of the series, uh, you know, whether we could. So I think uh, we were looking for, uh, you know, for a response that way. And I thought we got that, you know, I, I thought it started in the second and third period of the uh, Tahoe game. I thought we started to, to play more of our game, but, you know, guys were committed right from the start tonight. Um, second part of that question, well, what I thought of the four games, I thought uh, it was a, it was a good uh, opportunity for both teams to kind of measure uh, themselves against each other and strengths and weaknesses. And I'm sure we'll both go back and look and see what worked and what didn't work. And uh, I think we see him again in about a month. Take a few more tonight with Pete DeBoer. Next question goes to Jesse Granger, the Athletic. Hey, Jesse. Hey Pete, you mentioned Tuck's speed and size and and how he used it defensively tonight. Is that something that you were looking for, and was that part of the reason to move him up to that first line to match him up with McKinnon a little more? Uh, no, not, you know I, I think I think uh, the reason for the move was you know I, I felt that uh, we hadn't scored easily in the first three games in the series against these guys, and and we wanted to to freshen some things up and hopefully loosen some things up offensively with some different looks. Um, and I think that uh, that happened. I, th I think with Tucky, uh, um, you know, uh, for him, uh, you know, it, it's just adding layers to his game every year. He's, he's still a young player, you know, but, you know, him recognizing he can use that speed defensively as well as offensively. And, uh, and it, it makes him easy to play against guys like McKinnon because he can he can skate with those guys. Next question comes from Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Ben. Hey, Pete. You've coached Mark Andre Fleury for a little while now and coached against him, obviously, for many games as well. Is this recent stretch of games about as good as you've seen him? Uh, yeah, it's, it's as good as I've seen him play. You know, maybe the Stanley Cup uh, year in, uh, in the expansion year. Um, I know he strung together some really good stretches that year that I remember. Uh, and I'm sure he has since, but for me, uh, he's been dialed in right since training camp for us and, you know, really has been consistently our best player. We'll go to Danny Webster, NHL.com. Danny. Hey, Pete, overall throughout this series, were you pleased with how your group handled Colorado speed or you feel like there was a little bit kind of give and take there? Well, I, I think you're never going to shut a team like that down, you know, and Nathan McKinnon, is that good? Um, but, you know, I thought the second and third period of the Tahoe game, 
uh, and then through 60 minutes tonight, I, I think we uh, we bent but didn't break. I thought we made it tough on them. You know, part of that is staying out of the penalty box, not giving them power plays like we did in a couple of those uh, uh, first three games that we played where we got in penalty trouble early in game. So we, we moved our feet, checked with our legs, and stayed out of the box. Two more tonight. Next question goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey. Hey, Brian. Hello, Pete. Uh, could you? The coaches are always working on things. Uh, you got the goals you needed in the second period. The Fleur, they made a push. Flurry made a couple of big saves. But the the challenge of closing a game out when you've got a lead like that going into the third period and in, in the fine line of not taking your foot off the pedal. Yeah. Well, we talked about that between the second and third. You know, we've got a we've got a veteran group in there, and uh, not a lot needs to be said. These guys have won playoff games. They've won playoff games deep in the playoffs. Um, so the young guys in that room, you know, I think uh, we're getting the right message from our group to keep our foot on the gas and keep playing the right way, and not to change anything or, or play play the scoreboard. Final question tonight goes to Pat Graham, the Associate Press. Hey, Pat. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time. Uh, kind of a two-parter here. Um, first of all, Mark andre had just a brilliant save toward the end of the first period. Have you seen it? I mean, I guess, does, any, does anything he do, does, is it, I, are you, are you, uh, is it remark, is it remarkable to you at all? And also, does, can you carry momentum from a goalie when he's like that into the rest of the game? Absolutely. Um, you know, does it surprise me? No, I mean, uh, you know, you look at his resume and, and he doesn't have uh, the, the numbers and the, and the Stanley Cup championships that he has, you know, uh, by accident. So, um, you know, like I said, he, he, he worked really hard to come into camp and, and, uh, and have a great camp and he's carried that into the season. And, uh, you know, for sure, I mean, there, there was a couple huge momentum saves during the game where, we're up one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. That you know, if if he lets lets one in at that point, they grab some momentum, and that team can turn one into two or three pretty quickly. So uh, I thought he was he was lights out tonight. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. And that was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's post game interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. The Golden Knights. Defeat the Colorado Avalanche three to nothing. Improved to eleven four and one on the season. We're back with highlights next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche 3 to nothing. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. The first period belonged to Marc-Andre Fleury, who made a flurry of saves to keep this one scoreless. Still in the zone, however. Right side, Graves fires. Blockers save Flurry up into the air. Handled by Stone. Sends a bouncer to the line, not out. A shot from Byram save. Rebound out in front. Sod shooting. Toe save. Flurry reaching out with the right leg. It's out of the zone. Near boards. Cut off by Timmons at his own line. 
the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche would go to the second period tied up at 0-0, and it was the Golden Knights who had spent a good majority of the last couple of games chasing the game, scoring first on a power play goal from Alex Tuck. In they come. Alex Tuck scores on the rush. Tuck came right down the middle. The righty buries it inside the right post. It's a solo effort power play goal, and Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. That's Tuck from Carlson and Petrangelo at 2.53 of the second period to make it one to nothing, Vegas. Alex Tuck would once again prove that taking the puck to the net is a good thing as he would add his second of the game. Here comes Tuck, galloping ahead, he shoots, score! It caroms in, off a defenseman, Tuck ought to have his second of the game! That's Alex Tuck from Mark Stone at 6.14 of the second period to make it 2 to nothing, Vegas. The Golden Knights, who had a hard time finding offense over the last stretch of games, would add another on a beautiful shot from Jonathan Marcheseau. Back to the left for Hay. Fakes around Calvert. Into the zone. Carlson now a shot. Marcheseau! He scores! Vegas takes a 3-0 lead. What a setup. Jonathan Marcheseau scores his sixth goal of the year. That is Jonathan Marcheseau from William Carlson and Nick Haig at 11.06 of the second period to make it 3 to nothing, Vegas. The Golden Knights would go into the third period with a 3 nothing lead over Colorado, and it would be Marc-Andre Fleury, exceptional all night, needing to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Working right, dropped it for Belmore, a shot shrugged off by Fleury. Rebound, diving save, and another try goes wide. Taves had the shot that Fleury saved, then Donskoy shot it across the net mouth and wide. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair, discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. Marc-Andre Fleury exceptional. The Golden Knights on the power of three second period goals would really clamp down, and all that was left was the final call. Graves over to the right with three seconds. Mishandled. Carrier clears the zone, and that will do it for the game. Carrier put a shot on goal as the horn sounded. The Golden Knights shut out the Avalanche three to nothing. And now Grubauer goes after Will Carrier. Well, Will shot it pretty late, and I think he did it on purpose. And there you have it. The Golden Knights defeat Colorado three to nothing. Get the split in these four games. Improve to eleven. 4-1 on the season. We're back to wrap it up on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3 to nothing. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And for the Golden Knights, it was commitment in all three zones. This team was able to break pucks out of their own zone, attack the neutral zone with speed, and play in the offensive zone for longer stretches than at any other point in time through these four games against the Colorado Avalanche. When Colorado did manage to get 
pucks through the neutral zone and into the Golden Knights' offensive zone, it was the Golden Knights' back pressure really getting in the lanes, limiting what Nathan McKinnon could do when he stops up and is looking for that second wave from the blue line. The Golden Knights did a great job of of just getting in the way and nullifying that wrinkle in the avalanche game plan and specifically nullified Nathan McKinnon. Anytime you can hold Nathan McKinnon to zero points is a is a a game in which you give yourself a real good chance to win. And when there were breakdowns by the Golden Knights, by all means, this was not a perfect game, a very, very good game, a solid game, absolutely, but a perfect game, no. Marc-Andre Fleury made it a perfect game. He was dialed in and absolutely exceptional for the Golden Knights, making numerous saves that, quite honestly, if he didn't make, would make maybe make you think a little bit differently about this game. But overall, this is a a statement bounce back win for the Golden Knights, one in which they really need it. And it's good to see this team bounce back and win a game that they wanted to win. You know that had to feel good. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Golden Knights. They get it done. They defeat the Colorado Avalanche 3 to nothing. So in a four-game span, Colorado was able to beat Vegas twice, both times by a score of 3-2, to two. one on a late goal by Nazem Kadri, the other game, Saturday, Lake Tahoe. I thought, Colorado. Colorado was very good in that game. But the Golden Knights, their two victories, shutouts. Marc-Andre Fleury, fantastic. This storyline on what Marc-Andre Fleury is doing this year for the Golden Knights is spectacular. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Is this the best hockey you've seen Marc-Andre Fleury play? Is it? And was tonight's victory by Vegas the biggest statement win so far this season? Those are the questions I would like you to answer here on the Extended Post Game Show. Let's head out to the phones. We've got Mike. You're up. Well, let me borrow from Chris Farley to start out. That was awesome. And it was. <laughs> it was an awesome performance. Uh, Mark Andre can't do any more than he did. Alex Tuck is at his best. But I want to take you back to late or early, I guess it was, in the second period. There's a face-off in the night zone at the left circle. 
and Chandler Stevenson wins that faceoff. That puck goes right on the stick and right down to Tuck and in the in the net. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. That that I think was the turning point of the game. And do you think Oscar Dance could start Thursday or Saturday? Uh, you know what, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. I, I I think that this is a situation in which you allow Marc-Andre Fleury to continue to play, right? Like, you've got a couple of days off. Now, of course, if he needs a break, if there's a situation where Marc-Andre comes to the coaching staff or has a, a conversation with Mike Rosati and says, yeah, I, I, need, a, I need a break, like – it's been real good. I'm in a I'm in a strong rhythm, but I could use a day off. Then yeah, absolutely you you entertain the idea. Now, it's possible that Robin Leonard will be available to the Golden Knights soon. He wasn't on this trip to Denver, but the Golden Knights are coming back to Vegas today and you know, like maybe Robin Leonard makes the trip out to San Jose. I don't know who's to say what might happen, but I mean, if Robin Leonard's available, then yeah, I think you look to get Marc-Andre Fleury rest, but the way that Marc-Andre Fleury has been playing lately, I don't, I don't know that I want him to come out of the game. He's been that good. He's been that dominant for the golden Knights. I, I think you ride the hot hand as long as you possibly can. Thanks for the call, Mike. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, Stephanie, you're up. Oh, sorry about that. Hey, Mike, you're up. Yeah, I just I have to uh, I have to laugh, right? Because less than six months ago, they were trying to get rid of Flower and send them here, send them there, and his agent posted that thing, and he was persona non grata. But he's so competitive, and he just figured it out, and I'm sure he's laughing and inside at all of what's happening. Um, it's a weird season because clear I don't know clearly, but they're likely going to make the playoffs in a short season. I think that you have to go back straight into the rotation as soon as Leonard is available so that you can have that sort of um, even load because Flower is not young, and then just position it to be the best you can be in the playoffs. I don't know that you – I think you ride it, obviously, you have to, and he's a much better goalie than what they have behind him. Imagine if they didn't have him. But um, at this point, I think once Leonard's back, I think you have to go back to the rotation, just my thought. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you, Mike. I I think that when Robin Leonard is healthy and ready to go, that you you certainly want to make sure that you are maximizing this tandem that you have in Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. What what I'm suggesting is you've got Marc-Andre Fleury playing some, some special, spectacular hockey, and unless you're going to disrupt that for Robin Leonard, I don't think you change much of anything at all. Now, Mike, I, I do have a question for you. When it comes to this game, this effort from the Golden Knights, was that a statement win for you? All right, Mike, you are you are not on the line anymore. Okay, let's head back out to the phones. We've got Stephanie, you're up. Hey, so I'm um, watching, well, listening, and watching Twitter and seeing it seemed like all four lines got not perfectly even, but a good share of ice time. And I wanted to know what you thought, like what kind of message that sends to other teams, seeing that they can, as everybody likes to say, throw our lines in a blender and come out and just really go. So, I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to ice time, when you look at the, the Golden Knights and when you look at the fact that really 
Pete DeBoer was trying to move around and create more balance, I, I think that it makes a lot of sense to to try to roll those four lines. You've got more energy, you've got more jump, more ability to really go out there and give everything you've got. And against a team like the Colorado Avalanche, who really skate well, right? You've got to have those legs every single shift that you're out there. So for the Golden Knights, I thought it made a lot of sense, and I thought that this was one of those games where uh, you ask yourself how good of a coach is Pete DeBoer. This is one of those answers where you get back and you say, he's a damn good one because that was the correct adjustment against this team at this time. Oh, for sure. And uh, real quick, um, congrats to Nosek on his and his wife on their new little one. Yeah, that's fantastic news. It's uh, it's nice to have the human element in hockey. Thanks a lot for the call, Stephanie, and thank you for joining us here on the Extended Post Game Show. We've got a lot more to get to. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to call. Darren Millard will join us next. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Us, that's right, I said it. Darren Millard joins the show. Hey, Darren, how are you tonight, buddy? What's happening, Ryan? A good 3 nothing victory for the VGK. I, I think I might be the last person... At Teen Mobile Arena this evening. Oh, is it lonely? It's it's different. It's it's the first time that Darren <laughs> Elliott has done one of these shows where we broadcast from Teen Mobile Arena, but the team is on the road, so we're doing it from a rink, but the game's not happening at the rink. And Gosh and Shane have done it uh, numerous times, going back to last year in the bubble. They're all pros at it. Uh, I've sort of got used to it, but it was the first encounter for Elliot to really uh, go through this. And he's been broadcasting uh, hockey for decades and not not calling him old but he's like he's got experience <laughs> that goes back uh uh along the uh, same length as, as me he's never done something like this and he admitted it was weird because we're sitting up in section 117 and we can hear gauche and nides doing their thing uh just a section below and it's it's just it's it's strange these COVID times the a uh, little bit of a peek inside the uh the the underneath the curtain uh behind the curtain for us uh, it's a, a different aspect but what a what a game what a what a week of hockey uh what a response by the golden knights and what a stretch by mark andre fleury yeah i mean mark andre fleury's been fantastic the response has been uh in this game was really what you were looking for if you're a golden knights fan this is exactly the type of game you wanted to see seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone line. Michael, you're up. Hey guys, so watching Mark Andre Fleury this year, I still think at the age of thirty six, he still has probably more energy than he's ever have. Um, I think he should really play more games this year than they allowed him last year over Robin Leonard. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that uh, thought process, and I, I don't think you're you're wrong by the way that Mark Andre is playing. But you don't want an asset 
that you've invested in in mm-hmm. Robin Leonard during a regular season. Playoffs different. You want to ride somebody, you you go. Uh, your number one player. But uh, in the regular season, you have two number one goaltenders. When Robin Leonard is healthy, I expect them to go back to a rotation because that is using something that you've invested uh, $12, 13000000 million in to the uh, to the best possible advantage that you can. And it, and quite frankly, it'll give uh, Marc-Andre Fleury a little bit of a break, a chance to catch his breath whenever whenever that happens. Yeah, I mean, you you want to make sure that when Robin Leonard gets back and he's healthy that you get his game going as quickly as possible, right? Like you want both of your goaltenders to be performing at the level that you're getting right now out of Marc-Andre Fleury. And for me, I I play Fleury until Robin Leonard is an option. Like I look at the game on Thursday if Robin Leonard can't go, it's Marc-Andre Fleury's start because once Robin Leonard gets back into the rotation, you'll have your opportunity, you'll have your chances to to get Marc-Andre Fleury some rest. And that, to me, is is the the benefit of having two elite number one goaltenders at your disposal this year. The Golden Knights just can do that. They, they have the ability to do that, so why wouldn't they? It's strength. It's a real uh, balance with Leonard and Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah, go for it. Uh, but but in the absence of one or the other, then you hopefully have uh, have been in a rotation like they were prior to Leonard not being available, or in the future uh, that they've they've been in a type of back and forth where they ha- one guy hasn't been overworked and worked, and they can lean on on that particular player. So uh, listen, if if Mark Andre Fleury were to play the first seven games, it would have been really hard to play at the same level that he is right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But because they were able to go uh, and split the duties uh, out of the gate, it uh, it afforded them the possibility of Leonard or, or sorry Mark Andre Fleury being on top of his game. How about Alex Tuck? Impressive, and and that goes to I, I think uh, once again I heard you comment about Pete DeBoer and his feel or uh, being able to read the room. Uh, I loved the idea of shuffling the lines, and when I say lines, like top to bottom, he changed everybody and put uh, 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 Dylan Coglin back in the lineup. I thought it was great in one first and foremost getting people's attention. Uh, and and sort of uh, maybe lighting a fire under a couple of guys, getting the attention of the rest, and then you also uh, gave uh, that that unit a little bit more speed. Like t- Alex Tuck is not being put in there to be a stopper of Nathan mm-hmm. McKinnon. Uh, no. Let's let's not uh, get uh, too far down that path. But he was able to counter McKinnon at times with his speed which is a byproduct of, of changing up those lines and you also get uh, get goals of uh, Jonathan Marchesso tonight and and some strong play I thought the defense was so active in the first period uh, as active as we've seen them in a while and we talked about that earlier whether Petrangelo or Theodore would sort of put the put the the mantle on their shoulders and go with it and I thought uh, the, the the ability to read his roster and react to it and put those changes in. It's not always going to work that way, but he got uh, as much out of it as you could expect from from making those wholesale changes. You know, I'll tell you, like when when you 
put Alex Tuck and Chandler Stevenson on a line with Mark Stone. To me, if I'm the Colorado Avalanche, if I'm the defenseman, if I'm Kale McCarr or I'm Sam Girard or Bo Byram, in that situation, I'm thinking twice about when I about plays where I, I ordinarily would just go and pinch because that is a lot of speed. Right. And Mark Stone is such a great playmaker and he's able to pull pucks out of different situations, strip guys of of pucks, and he can find those guys with a head of speed. I think if anything, just the threat of that speed makes Colorado a little bit uneasy and that allows the Golden Knights to to really get to their game, which we hadn't seen over the course of the last two games for extended periods of time. And remember too, like that was a, a an adjustment that Colorado wouldn't have anticipated, like wholesale changes. So that yeah. that changes their matchup because they're the home team and, and where they're going to go. So it, it certainly disrupts the approach going into the game that Jared Bednar and his coaching staff would have happened or would have had and wanted to employ. So it takes some time to to counter that and find their rhythm. So there's there's two areas that that uh, that that wholesale changes uh, certainly impacted this hockey game. Uh, it was it wasn't a perfect game. It was an entertaining game. I thought it was it was a great uh, example of two excellent hockey teams that traded chances. And you could probably make a case that the Colorado Avalanche had better scoring opportunities in this game. But Mark Andre Fleury was brilliant, and Alex Tuck and Jonathan Marcheseau found a way to make their pucks go in. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights 3, Colorado 0. Two wins, two shutouts against the Colorado Avalanche for Marc-Andre Fleury. Darren, I, you know, again, we, we've talked about Marc-Andre all season long, but it just seems like right now he's seeing the puck so well and he's coming up with at least two times a game. Fantastic saves. And the confidence that you've got to have playing in front of him has to be through the roof if you're a Golden Knights forward or a defenseman. So put this into perspective. He is 8-3 and three on the year. That's mm-hmm. 11 decisions. Of all the goaltenders in the National Hockey League this season who have appeared in at least five games, Marc-Andre Fleury has the lowest goals against average and the highest save percentage. This, with all due respect to the uh, first year and the misfits, is the most impressive stretch for me that I've seen in Marc-Andre Fleury in a Golden Knight uniform because of where he's come from last year in the bubble and not going to a place where he's just going to give up the position into training camp, but rather challenge for more playing time. We expected it to be a rotation, and if Robin Leonard was healthy, he would be 
uh, in a rotation. But when Robin Leonard was knocked out of the lineup, Marc-Andre Fleury didn't just hold the fort. He thrived. And that lowest goals against average and highest save percentage in the National Hockey League is on the back end of four straight games against one of the top five players in the game in Nathan McKinnon. Four straight games against your top rival in the Western Division. That is impressive, and my hat goes off to Marc-Andre Fleury. Not just the acrobatics, not just the timing, but the consistency that we've witnessed out of Marc-Andre Fleury, and that consistency is at the top end of his game. So we talked about the lines, and we talked about the changes for Pete DeBoer. What do you expect out of Vegas on Thursday? Like, it, it worked, obviously, yep. but is that a situation where you just make the change because it's four in a row and it wasn't working, or do you just roll it into the next game and see what might come of it? That's a good question. I don't know what we'll see uh, on Thursday night because it could go both ways. There was a, a story that I, I saw out of uh, Sportsnet this past weekend, and it rated the top three lines in the National Hockey League by way of uh, point production, a bunch of different factors and analytics. The top line in the NHL this year, Chandler Stevenson, Max Pacioretty, and Mark Stone. So you know that works. You're comfortable with William Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marcia. So Carlson had some great looks tonight. I thought it was one of his best games in the last handful yep. uh, of outings. Riley Smith, they would love to get going. But you know what you're going to get from them. And then Alex talking that third line, they, they've been good with, with Cody Glass and, and Keegan Colesar, whoever uh, with Nick Watt, whoever ends up being with that group. So you, you, you like what you see. I mean, there's a reason why it took to game 16 for any shuffling to occur mm-hmm. uh, up yeah. front. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pete DeBoer goes back to what we saw for the first 15 games because it worked so well. But there's also the case to be made of riding the hot hand, and the hot hand right now was what you saw. Uh, just as intriguing, though, is the defensive pairings. We don't know when Braden McNabb's going to return to the lineup, but the idea the thought process behind loading up, and this was always the the possibility, right, of going Theodore and Patrangelo together. When they would do that, what situation would uh, would uh, force or initiate uh, the response by Pete DeBoer to put those two together? We saw that situation over the course of the last few days, and it was uh, it was also intriguing to watch. But as a whole. Dylan, don't underestimate the uh, the insertion of Dylan Coglin in the lineup too, mm-hmm. and trying to generate a li- little bit more flow uh, from the back end. And we saw that from top to bottom uh, in this game. Uh, I could see I could see the forward units going back. I could uh, see the defensive units staying the way they were tonight. Yeah, I I think it's interesting because you know you 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 throw everything into the blender today, but. What I'd like to see, if if the lines go back, I'd like to see Keegan Colazar remain on that fourth line with Will Carrier and Ryan Reeves, and I'd like to see Nick Waugh back with Alex Tuck and with Cody Glass because that, to me, was a line that was starting to really gel and get that chemistry 
But I, I think that right now, whatever Pete DeBoer decides is going to be whatever the best game plan is going to be against San Jose, which is the opponent for the Golden Knights on Thursday night. We're going to take another break, wrap it up here on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 3-0. Vegas defeats Colorado. 11-4-1 on the season for the Golden Knights. First place in the division. Darren Millard, your final thought. Pete DeBoer, I loved what he said in his postgame. Sending a message to Colorado mm-hmm. about standing up and playing the type of game that the Golden Knights are capable of. They bookended that four-game series with shutout victories, but the victory tonight, 3 nothing, was impressive by their ability to control the first period, establish their game plan, and puck possession was, was impressive, and then be able to put the puck away in the uh, in the second period. That was uh, that wasn't just a message to the to the likes of the Colorado Avalanche or the St. Louis Blues. I think that was a bit of a statement across the National Hockey League in uh, in earning that split uh, and and walking out with that four point cushion of the Colorado Avalanche. For me, it's uh, another quote from Pete DeBoer. It's as good as I've seen him play. Mark Andre Fleury once again was. The story in my book in this game, there were plenty of chances for the Colorado Avalanche to get back in this game to make this more interesting than it actually was, and Marc-Andre Fleury slammed the door. I loved the timely offense. I loved Alex Tuck and his speed through the neutral zone to score timely goals. I loved the fact that the power play came through for the Golden Knights to, to get that lead, that coveted lead that they hadn't had since that first game of the series. But Marc-Andre Fleury is on a stretch that I have not seen, uh, that, that, that I've, I haven't seen from him in a long time. So for me, final thought, Marc-Andre Fleury, if he continues to play like this, the Golden Knights are never out of a game. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Next broadcast will be Thursday. Game time, 7.30. Pre-game show goes at 6.30. Thanks to Darren Millard for jumping on the post-game show. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studios keeping us on the air. Sounding great. 3 to nothing is your final here. The Golden Knights defeat Colorado. Thank you for listening to the Extended Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.